afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast, Mustangs. My name is Jeremiah Evans. I am back after, I feel like it's been a long break. Last time we had a podcast interview, uh, been busy. Football season was in full swing, but I am excited for this interview I get to have today with our school social worker, Dr. Johnson. If you please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I am East Theme Academy's school social worker, Dr. Ashley Johnson, and I feel privileged and appreciative to be here with you today. Thank you. So one of the major things that we want to talk about on this episode, especially with like the timing of when we're having this podcast, is Suicide Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Being it that a lot of times people don't realize that at a school like this, the pressure is on. You have right. to deal with things that you really don't expect from the most talented kids in the city. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people deal with mental health and struggle mm-hmm. and really don't know where they need to go or who they need to talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, everything you said is accurate. Um, being at, just being in high school in general and meeting the expectations as a young um, adult just coming into high school, getting ready to transition out of high school as your senior year, there's a lot of expectations in between as well, where it does cause stress and anxiety. And sometimes it can lead to depression. And sometimes students, you know, don't want to talk about it. And don't get me wrong, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there and not be okay. You know what I'm saying? So I think that knowing your resources in your school that are here to help and support you is the best um, support that you can seek out. And sometimes it's just not, you know, really, um, It's there's that stigma of For I'm sure. weak sure. if, if I go and talk to someone. And actually, vulnerabil- vulnerability is actually a strength. And I think that sometimes that some students or, you know, teenagers, high school students really don't understand that. Or they feel like it's a weakness if I go talk to someone. But it's actually, it helps you because it could just be that day that person that you talk to can actually give you a strategy or a technique or even just speak life into you of saying that it's going to be okay. This is what you can use to work through, you know what I'm saying, your concerns or your issues. And I know it comes down to trust, right? And so I, I know that that is a big component of why some students don't want to talk to an adult because of trust. But just know and trust that adult that they're there to help you and not harm you, especially here in the school setting. So, you know, whether it's a teacher, whether it's your school counselor, whether it's me, you know, if there's a time where you're just like, you know what, I just don't know what else to do. Go and talk to an adult, a trusted adult, because at times you may talk to your peer. They may be struggling, too, and they may seem strong and seem like I can support you, but they're also dealing with their own issues. So just make sure that you're actually seeking someone else out as well that can help and support you. That makes sense. It makes sense. I know, especially like as a student athlete, mm-hmm. like a lot of times we want to look strong or mm-hmm. seem strong when we're dealing with some of the most stuff out of anybody. Just because you have your pressure on the field, you have your pressure in the classroom, you have one your own self expectation. Like, am I living up to who I want to be and what I want to be? Mm-hmm. Like, I know, especially last year, I went through a lot personally, like okay. just struggling with depression, struggling with finding myself and who I was. Mm-hmm. And I think one feeling vulnerable. Mm-hmm. probably one of the biggest things that really helped me in trying to get who I was out. Right. And I appreciate you sharing that because that's another thing. Like, there is that expectation and that image 
that students want to uphold, especially going to your point of being a student athlete, because you are like the leaders essence in the school, regardless of what sports you play, people are going to look at you, oh, they're a student athlete, they wear this letter, you know, they're working on scholarships, they're working and want to go play at a D1, you know, school. So there's that demand and expectation that student athletes have, which I think also weighs very heavy on your mental health. Right. And I think people need to understand, like, overall, your mental health encompasses like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all those components factor into mental health and wellness. And I think as a student athlete, tapping into each of those to see where are you struggling and being honest about I'm struggling here. And whether it's going to your coach, going to your parent, going to somebody in the school to say, you know what, I'm struggling and it's okay to talk about that, because if you go and acknowledge where you're struggling and get that support, that means you're going to perform better in the classroom. You're going to perform better on the field, on the court, whatever, you know, sport that you are um, into, that's going to help you be even better in that aspect. Because then when you're well-rounded and balanced, right, um, that that gives you that more confidence and more ability to exceed and excel in what you're doing in your craft and to build on that. That makes sense. Makes complete sense. Okay. I completely understand what you're talking about. What are a few techniques that like you use on a day to day basis to just keep you balanced and keep you centered on who you want to be? Um, I'm be honest with you, like as adults, we struggle too, you know. But um, for me personally, it's really I find balance by one. Um, I listen to music in the morning. I listen to some type of meditation music, um, and even the night before. I disconnect from social media, right? Um, checking emails, any of that, I disconnect at a certain time. And then I just have like certain music and songs that play to give me balance. I like to light candles um, and just kind of just create my environment to be calming. And then in the mornings, it's the same routine. And then I also enjoy reading. So finding things of interest that takes you away from being connected to like electronics, right? That gives me balance. Um, I love cooking. I love baking. That's also a hobby of mine. So finding a hobby that you enjoy doing, whether it's painting, drawing, um, even if it's sports, you know, just watching sports that day. Um, like on Saturdays, I enjoy watching college football. On Sundays, it's NFL. Um, and I've done that for years. So that goes into my balance. And then I enjoy shopping. Right. And then I enjoy taking a nap, too. So also, right. Understanding where you need to factor in rest. I think that's a big component, too, when it comes to being a high school student, being a student athlete, of knowing when to rest and, and take that break and disconnect from everything. And I know it's hard because you feel like you're missing out on things. But when you really start to incorporate that into um, your routine of at 9 o'clock or 930, I'm going to disconnect from Facebook, Instagram, whatever chat groups you all are using these days, you know, and disconnect from that. It kind of gives you a balance. And I, and I encourage everybody to disconnect at some point from social media and just take that rest in that moment just to connect to something else. I think that social media is a big one because I mm -hmm. think one of the biggest things that like I like speaking to my life is comparison is a thief of joy. Yes. And one of the biggest things about having social media mm -hmm. and having it at our fingertips the way we do mm -hmm. is that you're always able to compare yourself to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to find any happiness comparing how you're doing to another person's journey because they're not the same they're they're not you're absolutely right and even though there's like that competitiveness that you have the only person you should be competing with is yourself and who you were the day before right it may sound cliche but it's knowing who you want to become and setting a plan and doing that work that's all it's going to take is the work of you as an individual of what it is that you know what i'm saying on who you want to become and comparing yourself to somebody else you don't know their journey 
You don't know their struggles. It may look a certain way on social media is that big thing. Oh, it looks all glamorous, but you don't know the struggle and the work that they went through. And I would tell any kid, you never want to walk in somebody else's shoes because you don't know if you're going to be able to handle what they're walking in. So find your journey, know what it is, embrace it. And you're going to have barriers, but become resilient and know how to overcome those barriers. And that's going to make you a stronger person. But when you compare yourself to somebody else, you miss out on the joy of what it is to become who you are. Does that mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's focus on who you are as a person and, and identify your goals for yourself and work towards that. Hey, everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. Honey. Hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today. When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. Hungry kids get sick more often and can struggle in school. It can be harder for them to focus and learn. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good healthy food and the energy it brings. With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. We want to ensure that all of our kids have healthy meals every day. Thank you. Thank you for helping feed our kids. To learn more about ending child hunger in America, go to helpnokidhungry.org today. son how are you feeling um i'm fine pops what's on your mind i just i can't explain it when your kid can't find the language find the lyrics start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org brought to you by ed council and pivotal ventures okay we're back and this season two let's talk about it so my season two question is where are you from and what about where you're from makes you who you are okay i am from the great state of kentucky um, and what makes me who I am from Kentucky is somewhat of that Southern Belle um, hospitality, caring, um, very goal-oriented, um, dedicated to bettering myself, but also where I grew up and where I came from in the school setting that I was in, there wasn't a lot of students that looked like me. And so some of the things that I encountered in my high school days um, encouraged me to want to be more and do better. And so that's what has given me that foundation. I've always been goal oriented, even as a young child. And I've always been like focused on this is what I want and I'm going to get what I want. And I have. And so that um, foundation from a strong household also and, you know, gave me that strength um, to be who I am. Um, Dr. Ashley Johnson, right? And so moving here to Memphis and pursuing the passion of working with students and families and instilling um, 
a caring atmosphere and support and being an advocate. And because even at a young age, I was an advocate for myself and for my peers, not knowing what advocacy meant back then. And so as I gotten older and gotten into my college career and professional career, realizing what I was doing at a young age when I was going through my schooling and where I was coming from in Kentucky has given me the foundation of the work and the passion that I do now. So like, what does advocacy mean to you? Like you said, like earlier in your life, you didn't really know what being mm -hmm. an advocate meant, but now that you do, like, what does it mean to you? And like, how does that affect who you are? Well, not necessarily who you are, but like what you do and how you approach your job. Um, advocacy is, is important because it's, it's challenging the status quo and it's pushing the limit and pushing the, as I say, I will sit at the table with anybody, but if you're doing things that is not beneficial for students, for all students, then I'll ask you to respectfully push away from the table. That's advocacy for me. It's knowing that things should not only be equal, but equitable. So if one school is getting something, the next school should be getting it too, regardless in what geographic location that it is. And so at a young age, there were things that were being done or said to me. And so I would stand up and say, no, that's not right. And so some adults will be like, well, what do you mean? You're just, you know, a child. But I encourage students to have some type of advocacy practice in them and knowing that when something's not right, that they see that and, and let their voice be heard. Um, so that's important. So when I was coming through school, I let it be known, like, no, I'm not going to be treated or talked to some type of way. Now, I was respectful. Let me put that out there. I was very respectful um, in that manner of I can have a conversation with you. We can talk about this. This is my perspective and this is my view. But when it comes to, you know, advocacy is important to me because I, I want things I see things in a different light and I see things of, you know, if it's not done, if it's not going to be beneficial for everybody, then why do it? It can't just cater to a certain group or geographic area, especially if we're talking about education. So I'm an education advocate as well. Um, and so I will tell any student that I will advocate for you when you're wrong. I will advocate for you when you're right. And so in that, there's going to be a lesson learned. If you're wrong, let's talk about it. But I'm going to make sure that you understand the process of what it is that you need to do next. I'm going to be an advocate for you regardless. And I will sit at the table and support you regardless. Um, so that's advocacy for me. That was a deep cut. I can't even lie. Like, that, was, that, was a, that was a deep cut. Yeah. I kind of want to go towards self-advocacy here. Okay. With us talking about know our mental health matters learning right. how to self-advocate for yourself and for mm -hmm. your mental health and taking care of yourself mm -hmm. so i know a lot of people when they hear advocacy they immediately think i'm talking for somebody else mm -hmm. another group that can't speak right when a lot of times we forget to speak for ourselves right and like what are some ways that you try to remember to make sure you put yourself first i mean i do that on a daily basis Right. Um, if I see something that's not that I feel like that's not going to be beneficial for me, I'll say something, um, but not to where it's going to impact the environment around me in a negative way. But self-advocacy is letting your voice be heard when you feel like something is being done to you in an unjust way and acknowledging that. But I think sometimes students, um, when it comes to mental health, you have to acknowledge that you're struggling and that it's OK. And then you go to say, you know what, I need help. 
that's your self-advocacy in that aspect. If you feel like that the school could be doing more, that's self-advocacy because you need to let it be known what is it that you need in this environment to be successful, to continue to be successful. If you don't say anything, we don't know. And that's why whenever you all see me in the hallways or if I'm doing presentations or whatever I'm saying, I can't help you if I don't know. And if you don't want my help, that's fine. But get help from someone. That's your self-advocacy. Does that make sense? Just reaching out. Reaching out. Doing what you can, even though maybe I don't want help from this person. Mm -hmm. But getting help, that's taking care of yourself. That, that is true. And even if it's just something that you feel like if there's a policy or a practice or something that's happening, you're just like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense to me. Talk about it. Go to that teacher and say, hey, this is something, you know, I look at it from this perspective. That's self-advocacy. Or it's impacting me in a negative way. How can we make this work to work for me? You know, that's self-advocacy. And I encourage any student to have that self-advocacy, but in a respectful way. There's a way to come to the table and let your voice be heard. And just remember that. Sure. To get back to a lighter note. Okay. What are some of your favorite things about working here at East High School? Oh, gosh. Um, everything. I've been in this school for five years. Um, so I've seen the, the transition that the school has gone through. And I think one thing that I um, appreciate most is the tradition that is still being held on to here at East for um, for students. And so I enjoy getting to know the students. I'm student-centered, student-focused. So that's the benefit that I that I enjoy coming here every day is the students and the ones that I've built um, more of a close relationship with, you know, or even seeing students in the hallway and be like, hey, Dr. Johnson, or, we, you know, we may see each other, we have a hand, you know, signal or whatever that we acknowledge each other's presence and we keep it moving. Um, so that's something that I enjoy being here. Um, and just being a resource here in the school is what I enjoy um, being here at East. I, I feel you on the the tradition part. Mm -hmm. I think one of like my one of my favorite things that have kept me here year after year mm -hmm. is this is a family. Right. Anything, even from past classes, mm -hmm. like they'll come up here, they'll cook for us, they'll do, they, you know, they'll treat us great. Mm -hmm. Like it's real love when you're a East High Mustang. Right. Like it means something to a lot of people to be a Mustang. Right. And tradition is one of my favorite parts of being here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's important to that you feel a part of the school that you're in. And if you don't feel a part of it, then let us know what we can do to help you feel like you want to become a part or feel like that you are a true Mustang here. So that, again, that goes to that aspect of talking and letting people know, like, if something's not working for you. That's that self-advocacy component. What's one of the more difficult parts of being a... Uh, What's the word? What's the word? Um, school social worker. School social worker at East High School, a school where, you know, a lot of times students don't want to go reach out for help. Mm -hmm. They want to do it themselves because we've been pushed mm -hmm. all our lives to be something and do something with our lives. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difficult part is I've been through high school, right? Even though things look completely different from when I came through and now. But I think the difficult part is, is that there's so much pressure that students put on themselves that they don't see the next step or the next opportunity that can come from where, you know what I'm saying, where they're at. And so they get down on themselves. And I think not having, embracing the exposure of new experiences, um, I think that's something that I struggle with. Of, you know, that's kind of just hard of being here and being in this role of there's help here, utilize it. 
And when you choose not to utilize it, that's where it kind of gets just like, I'm here to help. I can guide you. Or I can give you some tips or whatever. And sometimes it may not need to come from me. It may need to come from your school counselor. It may need to come from your principal. It may need to come from your teacher. But if you don't seek that out and you're just like, well, I don't know what I need to do. That's when it becomes frustrating because the resources are there. It's just up to you to make the choice to use them. Speaking of the resources being there, like I've know like now mm -hmm. learning, we have a great staff that's here to actually help us mm -hmm. when we reach out. Mm -hmm. And you know, kind of speak on like my experience. I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with suicidal thoughts. I've dealt with mm -hmm. anxiety. Like there were times where. I would go weeks, two weeks without eating and mm. just keep pushing it just because, like, that's just what I was expecting. Mm. That's what I expected of myself. Like, there was a type of expectation, mm. and I felt like if I wasn't living up to it, then it just was, there wasn't much point of doing anything else. So, like, being willing to reach out for help, mm. that's probably, like, one of the most important things that, one, I learned and I needed. Right. And I appreciate you sharing that because not everyone your age would share that story of what they have gone through, right, or what they've experienced. And I think in that, the strength is one, not only are you telling your story, but also that you are acknowledging that you went and got help. That's the strength in itself. And that's the first step, too. Um, so I appreciate that as a student, as a student athlete, that you can sit at the table and say, you know what, this is what I've gone through. And this is what I've done. So what do you utilize now to help you stay balanced as a student athlete? Uh, I think you spoke about earlier music. I'm, okay. If you see me at school, I almost always have an AirPod in. Mm -hmm. My music just, it just reminds me it's not as serious mm -hmm. as you take it into. And also perspective. Okay. Uh, I think my parents, one day they've really helped me like, as I've kind of learned who I am and where I fit into this mm -hmm. world of just keeping a good perspective. Like it's a day at a time, a moment at a time. Mm -hmm. You only get one moment. Mm -hmm. So don't try to live your life in a whole moment, mm -hmm. but live life in the moment. Right. So just appreciating every moment that comes. I think I was walking over to the Teaston building today. I was just like, man, the sun, the sun is just, the sun was hitting me today. I felt good. Mm -hmm. Like just enjoying the little moments. Right. Because you don't get those back instead of trying to make everything a big moment. Right. And high school should be fun. As sure. a senior, high school should be fun, right? And, and embracing your senior year and getting ready to transition to college. Um, and even coming in as a freshman and, and in between, you know, there's different phases. You should be embracing high school and learning new things as far as preparing to what you're going to do after high school, regardless if you go to college or not. But I think to your point of embracing the moment and also with the expectations of you were saying, you know, the expectations put on me is that one thing that I'll tell students is that don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect, but just to be excellent in what you're doing. Because perfectionism is something that is, it's hard to attain. But if you're excellent in your craft, if you know that, like, you know what, it may not be perfect, but it's excellent. I did this. Trust yourself in that. And so with that, with counseling and talking to someone, do you feel comfortable now doing that? And how would you encourage peers the same age? You're like, you know what? I struggled. I went here. Um, I encourage you to find somebody to talk to. Like, what are your words of encouragement for somebody your age? Uh, one, you can't be perfect. Mm. I say being, like, my new definition of perfect is being me. Okay. I think 
the only way that you can truly, as we try to obtain perfection, is just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Because nobody else can be you. Right. So every day, even though like some people say I do things weirdly, I do think I'm being me. I'm enjoying my life. And that's all that matters. And mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Uh, you know, we have a positivity board. Mm -hmm. I was like, be you and keep it simple. Yep. Because in my opinion, if I'm being myself, I'm always keeping it simple. It might be complicated to somebody else, but they don't understand the bigger picture. And they don't understand the things that it took for me to get to this moment. Right. So if I just do me, mm -hmm. it's good. Right. I feel like a lot of times, a lot of like the pressures that we feel in life are because we're trying to live up to a standard or mm -hmm. live up to who we want to be. Not necessarily want to be, but like who are the pressures on us to be mm -hmm. instead of just being who we feel like we should be. Right. Identifying who you want to be as a person that lends a mile side. Yes. So like now it's like, I, mean, I just want to be a positive influence for anybody that comes across. Like, And I think you are. Come across me. I feel like I just want to put a positive influence on them so that when they think back on me, they're like, oh, that, that's a good that's a good guy right there. Like if I ever needed something, mm -hmm. I'd feel comfortable reaching out to him. Right. So instead of being so focused on, I mean, I got to have this scholarship. I got to do this. I got to do this. It's, man, I only get to live this one moment right here. Mm -hmm. And so anybody I come across in this moment, I want to positively influence. Right. And then with that, of knowing that, I think in what it sounds like and what I can hear is that you've also embraced at times where you may fall short. For sure. And how that has pushed you to continue to go. Because sometimes there are, you know, your age, it's hard to be resilient in a sense of if you fail or if you get a certain grade, oh my gosh, everything's over. And that's not the case because that can set you up to be a stronger and more efficient and know how to overcome barriers, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, I don't even know how to explain it, really. Mm -hmm. Like, just... I go back to that perspective thing. Right. Like, and everybody's is going to be different, right? Yes. A perspective. But how you've outlined yours, I think, is great. Yeah, like, I just go back to that perspective thing. Like, just, man, I may have fallen short, mm -hmm. but I did exactly, like, what I set myself out to do, which is my best. Mm -hmm. So I put my best foot forward, and even though I fell short, I did ex everything that I could do. Right. And sometimes that's all you can ask yourself for. But in that, you found a way to bounce back and do better. I mean, the way I put it is, if I'm putting 100% forward every time, mm -hmm. my 100%, well, what we say on the football field is 1% every day. There you go. So my 100% Tuesday is not going to be the same as my 100% on Friday. Right. Because every day you're working on bettering yourself. Mm -hmm. And even though some days are harder than others, a lot of days are harder than others, mm -hmm. you still have, like, you got to keep pushing. Right. Like, I won't give up on me because I know there's people who didn't give up on me. There you go. I like that. I like that. I'm a motivational young man. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but uh, I think, like, my biggest advice to any person, like, no matter who you are, where you are, is be you. That's it. And sometimes it's hard for us to figure out who we are. Because we're trying to fit into so many boxes and so many expectations. Mm -hmm. But when you're being you, you're happy. That's true. And really, even like write down who it is that you want to be. Write down like 
of identifying where you want to go in life. What is it that you want to do? And stay true to yourself. If that means writing down positive affirmations every day so that you can be motivated, then do that. It's okay to do that. Um, so I think what you're saying, BU, that's very important at this age and for high school students to really understand what that is. And then if they, if you're not for sure, then work at it. But don't sacrifice who you are to be something that you're not or to fit into a, an image of someone else. So. I want to thank you for your time. I thank want you to, for having me. Thank you for your you know, wisdom. You really said a lot that I feel like is going to resonate with a lot of people. I hope so. I hope so. And that I'm here at the school anytime, every day. You know, if anybody wants to come and talk just to say hi or just say, you know what, today's just a rough day. It's okay. And it's our traditional. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. You got a little caption, a little snippet that you want to leave anybody there. Um, I would say trust yourself. Be confident. Um, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. <laughs>